Welcome to the Colby Cast, episode 50. Glad you could join us. Today's episode is a celebration and a reunion featuring many of the guests who have come on the show. It was a lot of fun getting together again with our guests, and we hope you'll enjoy the conversation. Be sure and listen all the way to the end for a special blooper reel. As always, please drop us a line at podcast at colby.org. Enjoy the show. Hi there, I'm Bonnie, liturgical musician, popcorn and podcast fanatic, and Colby homeschooling mom to four lads and lasses of middle and high school age. And I'm Hope, Bonnie's younger sister and a Colby alumna in a phase of life after being a student, but before becoming a parent. I studied communication theory and philosophy in college, then I went to law school. Now I'm an attorney, an avid home cook, and the fun aunt to Bonnie's kids. And I'm Jordan. After slipping through a thousand cracks, I completed a PhD in history and literature of ancient Christianity at Göttingen University in Germany. Now I teach Greek and Latin at Colby and serve as the Director of Public and Alumni Relations. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. It, it's just good to connect. Oh, here we go. Oh, no. Yeah. Are you clicking? I hope you got it. Are you manning the door, so to speak? Sure. I'm the bouncer. Okay. Hi. <laughs> Hi Claire. Hi. Hey Claire. <laughs> Welcome. Hey Dr. Almanzar. Hello. Hey, um, hey Everett. Yeah, Good evening. This is kind of our test run of how it yeah. works to just basically have a Zoom happy hour with all the podcast guests because by the time we would like get to know people during recording, we would visit off mic after we finished recording and there would be all sorts of topics that we wanted to still talk with people about and we never had enough time so we thought on our 50th episode we'd bring everybody back who wanted to join in and whose schedules allowed and just kind of have what we have termed a cast party because when I was sketching out ideas for our new logo which may or may not be coming in the future I ran out of space on one line to write Colby cast. So I wrote Colby on one line and then cast on the second. And he was like, Hey, it's the cast of the Colby cast. So this is our, our cast party. Hey, Hi, Megan. Megan. Hey, John. Hey, Bridget. Megan, where's all your swag? You've got lots of swag, right? Hey. Oh, should I be wearing it? Well, I was more, I, we were just showing off of the new, uh, the new logo. <laughs> Hope's the bouncer. She's the man in the door. <laughs> Megan came into Latin three today and translated pretty easily, I thought. Uh, a little passage from Caesar after all these years. I so, was pulling things out of thin air. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. I mean, I just went on like my English roots. I was like, that kind of looks like this word. <laughs> Did you notice when you came in the um the warning signal they gave me? No. We have, we have a dog whistle in my classes where um, we say lupus in fabula est, which means the wolf is in the story. Well, I won't spoil it because there's teachers on here, but I was in Jordan's room for administrative reasons. So, <laughs> so be aware she's coming. She's coming for you next. Not necessarily. That looks good. But now you know uh, the phrase, right? That yeah, looks the, well, you're right. The wolf is coming. I think is that what, that's what I just heard, right? Yeah, the, the wolf is in the story, is what it is. Lupus in fabula est. 
That's how it goes. That looks good, Dr. Prudlow. I'm jealous. Uh, my wife will only let me indulge in a pipe out on the porch, and I live in New Hampshire. So uh, you look like you're indoors. I am. Yes. No, I'm, I'm indoors in my office. I'm locked. I'm ensconced. <laughs> Not a bad place to be. Yes, we're all, like in, all the Prudlows in separate rooms in the house or in, in Dallas. <laughs> Yeah, we're bringing the party. That's fantastic. You're very festive. Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out how to send out, like, I've seen things on Instagram where, like, an influencer will post a Starbucks barcode for their followers, and it's just, like, first come, first serve for people to go get coffee on that person. And so I was trying to figure out how to send that out, but I really wanted to send it out for, like, wine or a cocktail of your choice, and I'm pretty sure that that would not work out very well. So I'm glad to see several people with festive beverages. And cheers. Cheers. Refining to do on that. But yes, cheers. Here's to 50 episodes and all our cast who have joined us this year. That's been fantastic. We've got Colby administrators, faculty and alumni back to join us for this 50th episode, celebrating the relaunch of the Colby cast. It's been a fun year. Thanks in great part to all of you joining us and being a part of this and supporting us along the way. So thanks for coming back to celebrate with us. Thank you for having us. Of course, you guys have made it a great, great thing. And we've really been honored to be a part of it. So we thought this would be fun to gather folks together and catch up a little bit, get some ideas, reminisce about your memories of the podcast this year. If you've had a favorite episode or something coming from one of the episodes or something that sparked um, ideas for future episodes or started a conversation somewhere, things like that, it'd be fun to hear. My favorite one, it wasn't, I guess, officially a podcast, but it was the live Zoom that I did with Jordan, um, which is, you know, podcast related. Uh, and we ended up talking about orcas, um, which so, so I think that was yeah. uh, something that, that I remember, which made me think about, again, just I think the fun the fun parts of the podcast are the parts that, that are pretty well off script, right? You end up, you just go down to some rabbit hole. Um, I think that's the parts that some of the things that I've enjoyed. We had a great uh, session with Jordan, and I thought that was really uh, helpful for for students going to college, and it's just a really great conversation about higher education and uh, and, uh, being a professor, and it was was really fun for me. It definitely was for me, too. It it was inspiring for me in a lot of ways and gave me some good perspective on things. Um, I, I liked how we could talk about research at the beginning and then sort of uh you gave me a you gave me a good perspective on on sort of what I'm doing as far as helping prepare students for the next level and how that's all connected because I think when I came out after getting my PhD my idea was I was going to be like a German research professor who uh had a full staff and everything to help me um, to do just work on what I love doing. Then I realized sort of you're never known for the things that you think that you are or that you want to be. And so it helped me to sort of focus in uh, what is what is God having me do? What is what am I doing at this moment? And uh, honestly, it was very inspiring. I wanted to call you afterwards and talk off the air, but I knew you were busy. So we'll save it for summertime or something. I think that's for all of us. It's it's we we'll never know 50 years from now what our students have have thought about us or how we've changed their lives. We'll, we'll see it all one day. But I think that's the those seeds that we plant are just so key. It's it's not going to be the books we write or stuff like that. It's the students' lives we touch. That's that's the key.
I've really enjoyed meeting other alumni through the podcast and having these like, wait, you too moments, because especially homeschooling before it was cool. Like I, I was never quite sure whether this was a feature of Colby or just some random thing that happened in our family and visiting with Anthony and Claire and Monica and Charlie and Dolores and everybody has been so fun to discover the things that we have in common as alumni of Colby. It's great to have several alumni back here visiting with us too. In addition to the faculty and administrators that we that we have with us, we've got several joining. Feel feel free to jump in and say hello. Yeah, hi Claire, hi Monica. I'd love to hear how everything's going for both of you. How are you guys doing? Hi, Mrs. Prubo. I'm doing well. It's good to see you again. But yeah, I'm doing well. I'm really enjoying college out here. I'm actually. Right now, this semester, I'm reading a lot of the same things I read in your ancient Greek history class in high school. And sometimes I'll go back and read my study guide question assignments that I have in my Google Drive from four years ago to just kind of help get me thinking about it. It's good. That's so fun. I think it's it's really interesting to revisit those things again in college, isn't it? I mean, I know, you know, so many of the schools they're using the same text that we're using and it's it's fun to um i've had a few students who come back and say oh yeah i remember this and pulling out their old Col colby books <laughs> with their notes in them i think that's really fun megan like what did you, what did you think about um somebody getting uh answering the five-year question perfectly and admitting that he learned it from the the podcast it was a woman. It was a uh, math candidate. But yeah, somebody did her homework. I'm excited about the fact that I've got, um, so we have, we have three new employees starting next week, um, one of whom graduated from Colby, one of whom used Colby when she was in elementary school before transferring out, and one of whom um, homeschooled before Colby was a homeschool, um, but used classical curriculum designed by her mother. Um, so those are my three new employees, all with pretty clear ties to to what th three of my new employees, um, to, clear ties to what what we've got going on. Did you let them know we'll say, be coming to talk to them? <laughs> like, get ready. I was just going to say, do you, do you see Bonnie's ears perking up? Like, oh, what what are their names? What are their email addresses going to be? <laughs> How soon can I get in touch with them? <laughs> but we'll, we'll try to kind of like slowly ease them in so as to not scare them away right immediately. Yes. Okay. If you want to talk about turning points in Colby's history, uh, we've hired a software developer and she's a Colby graduate who has been working in software development and chose to come back to us. Wow, that plus I heard, when was this recently, that Colby has around 100 employees now up from single digits, like a handful back in the day. It's hovering yeah, around triple digits now. We should probably now. look at that. We may have actually crossed the 100 mark, which if is good for us to know ever because sometimes when we're like, assessing new software and stuff they want to know how big and 100 always seems to be this like threshold on never thought we'd have yeah if, if you think about that that's an enormous number we'll probably end up having 60 teachers when all is said and done after hiring so and that's just in the online school wow amazing so we have with us several folks who are signed in here recently we've got Lauren Huang, who talked to us on the social media episode, along with Bridget Tabaldi. We've got Kim Crawford, our English and Literature Department Chair. We've got Chris Bates and her husband, John. We've got the Prudlos here and Claire and Anthony Gass. It's so good to have you all with us. It's fun seeing everybody drop in. We're 
having sort of this open house sort of gathering. So it's really fun. You guys who are just joining us, what are your, some of your favorite memories from the year or from podcast episodes or something you'd like to see coming up in the future? Uh, well, in the podcast episode I was in, I think at some point I talked about how bad of a note taker I was freshman year of high school. And um, just last week, my mom texted me, what, you only took two pages of notes when you were a freshman in high school in your first semester? And I said, what are you talking about? And she said, oh, I just listened to your podcast episode. That's what you said. Oh, no. <laughs> and, I mean, a little bit of exaggeration, but definitely an element of truth to that. Oh, no. And look at you now, though. Look how far you come. That's what we're looking for. Every so often, I'll get a text like that from our mom after she listens to one of the episodes. She's like, wait a second. You remember that? Or, Are you sure it happened that way? <laughs> yeah, my mom asked me the same thing about the, the egg roll story that I told. I don't even remember what the context was now. But anyway, she's like, that happened? Or do you remember that? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's one of the things that come to mind. And the things that don't, like heading into preparing some of these episodes, I have this whole thing in my mind, like, I'm going to talk about this. Nope, that never happens. But the good reason for it is that we go off on some other direction in the conversation ends up being even better than I could have anticipated or planned for. Now that John and Chris Bates are with us, the way that they uh, they scripted and directed the Christmas skit, I think we may need like a Christmas in July skit. I don't know what it would be about. I would trust that to your creative process. But... It'd probably have something to do with ha how to haul seven people in a 31-foot trailer across the country. <laughs> Sounds amazing. It's like that flat Max thing, except that maybe someone won't get angry at us for being uh, for being disrespectful to Max. I think we will try to do the uh, the cross-country blog. We'll 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 put some little uh, snippets of the kids still studying because we do year-round homeschooling. I know, I I know Bonnie doesn't like flipping the script, uh, but um, I'm, I'm really thankful and curious to hear from Bonnie and Hope about uh, their experiences with the blog, uh, with the podcast, and, and what, what you've enjoyed or what you've uh, found challenging about doing this. Well, my most immediate response to that, the thing I found challenging was when Therese turned the tables on me and said, Bonnie, how do you live the fifth day? <laughs> It's one of my favorite memories. I love that. I like to tease her about that too. We are chatting. <laughs> I, I wanted to hear from you, you know. <laughs> I think one of my favorite things is like we've talked about the age gap between Bonnie and me several times. And so since we didn't grow up together, it's almost been like getting to know a new side of our sister when we're talking about our own experiences. And so that's been really fun. And then kind of like you were saying, Everett, about the orca discussion i really enjoy the times when we get off topic and some of them end up on the cutting room floor some of them make it through i think we let something about spinach and smoothies through in the beginning of the podcast <laughs> but bonnie's shaking her head i'm like yeah, yeah i think that's a meal planning one but mm, I, I think it's mm, see now we're siblings in every sense of the word now we're like mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So <laughs> that's a quick poll. Is, uh, is, is, are people yay or nay on the whole spinach and smoothie thing? Well, presently, that's about the only way I'll eat spinach right now is to put it in a smoothie, which 
I go through my phases with spinach and I, I really don't care for it, even though I, at the moment, even though I know it's a superfood and all, so I have to hide it from myself in a smoothie. So I think we were talking about meal planning. That was about the only way that was going to happen. And that's still the case for me at the time right now. <laughs> I have to agree with John. I, I like all of the the little side moments. I think that's been really great in all of the um, Colby casts, and it uh, in a lot of ways it's really grounded the conversations. Um, I like how some of them have even led to uh, some of the titles for some of your some of the podcasts, and I think that's really great to sort of tie that in there. I love. Um, you know, all the different titles you guys have come up with on there. And, and again, yeah, those great little moments uh, that are in there that have made it either into the podcast or into the blooper reels that I've heard here and there, which have been really fun. Um, yeah, I really, I think that's the, I think that's a really special part of the discussions in there to have those aside moments. I forget when, it, when that one aired, but anyone who hasn't heard it should try to check it out. It was really good. Yeah, that was at the end of episode 25. We've got another one in the works for this episode 50 that we'll tack at the end of this one. So these backstage sort of checkpoints along the way, we we added a, a brief one at the end of the episode with Bridget and Lauren, um, our offsides comments at the end of it. We threw that in there just, and we've got one planned for this episode too. The, those candid moments and, and the discussions we have an outline that we prepare for most episodes and we, we stick to it. I think everybody seems to, well, I don't want to speak for everybody. I know it helps me sort of kind of know where we're going, but then it gives us the freedom to uh, go where we, where the conversation is going to take us. And, um, but when the conversations develop into just the more human, like we're just sitting here having a conversation, we are, we're, yeah, it's recording, but it's just us talking. And I think that has been when the best part for me is getting to know you all that many of whom I've interacted with over the phone or email for a few years now and, and having the opportunity to visit with you just person to person has been the best part of this, I think. Hi, Christy. I'm glad you came. She's on putting, putting kids to bed duty. <laughs> Appreciate that. Yeah. Well, Bonnie, it's funny that you say that about having, you know, it, a flow to the conversation, because I know that if <laughs> you had asked me the questions just off the top of my head, I would have been like, yes, we do have a curriculum. Thank you so much for noticing. And, uh, <laughs> you know, knowing them beforehand, it was helpful to prepare. And then, you know, once I had prepared, I could go off script and riff on it. And, you know, and then some of the rest of our conversation was more, you know, flowy or whatever. But I, I do, I'm a planner, but I'm also very, yeah, let's, I've planned, whatever, we'll throw that out the window and just go with it. And so I'm a curious and uh, curious mix of the J and the P for the Myers Brig. <laughs> yeah, I really, I really enjoyed our conversation, Kim. That was really fun, and I'm very similar. I like to know what's going to happen, and uh, one of the ways I've grown in doing this podcast this year is being more comfortable conversing with people. I, I feel like I do so much better with the written word than conversing with folks. Well, I, I know, I know, we brought it up. I've said it in a podcast before, but um. If if you want to know how to uh, make a really good first impression, you need to contact uh, Bonnie and Hope and ask them how to do it. Because Everett was, the, I think Everett, you and I got the email from them that was uh, sort of showing what they can do uh, as far as the podcast. So they just made a pitch, like a little mini episode, and then offered to just jump in and help. 
And um, I'd like to to thank you guys so much for for I can't believe it's 50 episodes, 50 episodes. If I would have been doing this on my own, I guarantee there would be zero episodes this year because I started it up as an idea. But um, to really make it go, it's taken the work that you guys put into it. And I just I think it's awesome. It's been it's been amazing and really a help to a lot of people. So the, the from from the show notes to the editing to the scheduling, all of that is like it's a big job. So I, I think it's great. And I just want to say thank you for doing that for us. Absolutely. And to tag on to that, so a special thank you. But also for the how to make a first impression, the best thing to do is, can I do this really cool thing that will help Colby parents? And by the way, you don't have to do anything. Um, that's the great way to make a first impression is, yeah, you want to do something <laughs> awesome that helps us and I don't have to work? You're hired, uh, especially if you're hired as volunteers. <laughs> Maybe we'll provide so some uh, wine and swag. <laughs> that sounds perfect. Yeah, we need to send them some some Napa wine and swag. But Hope, you're not actually old enough to drink wine yet, right? Because that would make me really old. Right. (laughs) Oh, totally. No. I I think, I know my graduation year ended in a one. It must be this year, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. (laughs) But it has been really fun to see as, like, Jordan and Bonnie and my skills all develop and find, like, the overlaps on where our skills are and where we're unique and working on different parts of the podcast. Bonnie is our communications manager. And then I'm kind of behind the scenes on some of the file conversions and making different things on the tech side work, which is not my usual role, but it's worked out okay. And then Jordan is our commander in chief, making connections with guests, communicating back and forth with what Colby wants to see and what guests might be good options and so it's gonna be really fun this is actually my last episode on air for a little while because on june 14th i start a new job and so i'm stepping back for a little while just to just to get my feet under me on my new job but i will still be around and i will still be a part of the colby cast so it will be <laughs> john says at colby um maybe someday but <laughs> This one's still in the legal field, so kind of crazy to think a year ago I didn't even know that we had this ahead, and now really sad to be on. We're calling it being on sabbatical, so hopefully I'll be back soon. Well, you know, we just hired a developer. Maybe as we continue to grow, we'll eventually get to the point where we need a lawyer. I was just thinking that. (laughs) Well, you've got my number. Uh, Hope, I do have to say that sometimes I reflect back and think we should have started the online school when you were in when you were there. Now, I don't know that the technology was ready quite yet, but I and now I reflect back and go, okay, which teachers would she have had? Because like I remember most of your courses and you would have had Mrs. Prudlow. Did you take Latin? That was the only thing I couldn't remember. I took two years of Latin and then I switched to Italian because we had this really cool advisor who had studied abroad in Rome with UD and she kept telling us really cool things and I wanted to be like her when I grew up so I switched to Italian. Oh I can't believe I wrote that course plan my Italian is so terrible now I need I obviously need a work trip to Italy. I like the way you think. I'll put that on the list right behind you. You should all go. (laughs) 
doc, I, I'm going to volunteer Dr. Prudlow to organize it for us. <laughs> uh, professional Good. development, right? There's definitely some professional development. Yes. Needs for, as a classical school, I think there's some professional development needed. For administrators and teachers and staff. Students, that's, you know, students, we can bring them on a tour with the EF tours thing. Sure, sure, sure. But we need just like a teacher and staff one. No Maybe offense. Maybe the students. graduate, the alumni can come okay. to help and be, they can be support staff. What do you think? Yes. <laughs> it's like recon. Yes. Yeah, like, sure. like carry that's my bags type support staff. Yeah. I hope it's definitely going, going back to look how the team sort of works. She's that now hope is really a whiz with gifts and I am really not. But she is the cat that's like typing furiously on the laptop. She'll bust that out occasionally, and that's totally her. That's the perfect one for her. I think John and uh, John and Hope should have a competition. John's pretty quick with the the uh, relevant gifts. A picture's worth a thousand words, right? Instead of like a dance off or something, we'll have a gift off. I think Everett should get in on it too, though, from what I've heard. Well, my scope is smaller, but I do what I can. I don't know what these gifts are. I, I I'm pretty good with gifs. No, no, absolutely not. He's fired. It's a graphics graphics interchange <laughs> format, not giraffics. We're not. This isn't a giraffe. Uh, the, okay. Then the obvious follow-up question here is, um, what do you call the the walkers in Star Wars Episode Five? Um, the big ones. What what are they called? They're adats. Oh. Have mercy. Well, what do you call the little walkers in episode six? They're ATSTs. Well, that's weird. How can we use a different naming convention? Because it doesn't, you can't make a word out of the ST, so you can't call them ATST. And then in the previews, those are ATPTs, right? Because you can't have an ATPTA or an ATSTA. Of course, they're ATPTs. Oh. Okay. It's because the Navy named the first half and then the Army named the second half. <laughs> I love well, I love the progression of this conversation of into Star Wars. <laughs> now we need Mrs. Powers here with her uh, helmet. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. I like the versatility of the Socratic method with just all of these questions about well, how do you pronounce this, and how, do, how what it what does this work, and how versatile the Socratic method is. You can use it to talk uh, about you refer metaphysics. Refer to that to it's a reductio ad absurdum that you start off with with something that that is clearly false and or that is a, a claim, and then you take it to its logical conclusion, which shows that, that obviously that first thing was incorrect. It is known to all the choosy moms choose gifs. Gif is a peanut butter. I, I think uh, the graphics interchange format. I don't think Everett's a millennial, so I don't know if he if he gets it. I think that commercial is a little older, right? Very early edge. Very early edge. We I'm, I'm early enough. Internet, I'm, I'm just so. in the first couple of years of a millennial, so I do actually know what you're talking about. But but just peanut butter is spelled with a J. Sure is. Well, I've appreciated the whole range of backgrounds that we've had on the various episodes. Everything from from philosophy and theology to engineering to a former cage fighter to different things like that one thing that's interesting that at least i noticed is that the ratio of men to women has been shrinking or growing i don't know however depending on whether it's in the numerator or the denominator i well, guess you said, you said men to women so okay yeah thank you um so we just i mean we had five guys in our meetings out of actually six out of 16, I think, maybe 15. 
Yes, it's improving. <laughs> the ratio is improving. So it's a little more even, but Certainly. it's still not even. I mean, education in general tends to be um, heavily female, just all over the place. So, so it's good. It's, it's a good perspective for us to have. Maybe that's a good idea for a, a podcast to have a having a homeschool dad episode. Yeah, well, that was kind of with uh, with Don's, right? I mean, you, you're the one who took him. He took all the kids on that uh, college tour, and uh, he had to do all the homeschooling, online Colby schooling <laughs> with them on there. Yeah, you get all the dads. Yeah, that's a good idea, John. I think that would be great to do like even a series of on it like a series of homeschool dads. I, I did interview uh, Mike Drapeau a long time ago. It's probably on the website somewhere uh, with that exact idea. I'd never met him, but I, I really liked I really liked his his uh, daughter who was in my class. I thought she was really well-rounded, interesting person. So I just reached out to him because he was always really involved when we were doing uh, EES, the where we we kind of grade some of the the papers that people would send in. If if I didn't have it done on the deadline, they would have a deadline from when they send it in. He would reach out to me to see where it was, and I liked his involvement in the whole thing. I thought that this is it's always the moms, and this is a dad who's really involved. So I at that you know I thought it would be neat to get a lot of dads at some point. You know, dads of homeschoolers. So we might have to do some kind of spinoff series or something like that where we're featuring a lot of the, the dads, especially with this new movement towards uh, more more, uh, more men in the organization. I think that would be great. And I, that's something that comes up a lot, dads being involved or if the family is discerning homeschooling, if the parents don't see eye to eye on homeschooling, like once you, in, you know what that means. So hearing from both we've talked to several moms we've got episodes coming out with fantastic moms examples who have been through the Colby route the whole way and are looking back on it now with much wisdom but hearing from the dads as well that would really be fantastic you know one of our uh, employees uh, one of my new hires gave a great answer to that question of what do you do when the the, the two spouses can't agree Jordan was uh, in on that that interview it's interesting what was the answer kind of her answer was well if the two of you don't agree then uh, give it a shot. And if you don't like it, you can always change back with the obvious subtext of you're going to like it and you just don't know it yet. So for Craig, I know the thing that won him over was graduation. Like when, when he went to the Colby graduation for the first time in 2018 and he heard Jordan speak and he heard the students speak, he was like, Oh yeah, this is what we want for our kids. I was like, Oh, Okay, because I was already thinking that, and I was just like, I, I gotta get Craig on board, you know. So he's very into um, the classical curriculum thing now, and it's just something that he—I mean, he didn't even really think about it before. I remember that Megan at at the like at the event actually, because that was such a special yeah. one, and we've talked about that event a lot um, on the Colby Cast, the live graduation in Atlanta, that first one. I remember that with Craig, because I, I think we were staying at your house. So we were talking yeah. like before and after and um, kind of hearing that at the after party. He was uh, he was moved. I think he was like kind of moved by the whole thing. It, it's what it felt like, at least. 
It'll be exciting, I think, our next 50 episodes. It's crazy to think in terms like that, that we're going to be at 100 episodes at some point. And it would be awesome to have all of, you know, have everybody back. There's a lot of big ideas that we have, and hopefully they'll manifest into some really cool stuff. But uh, I, I wouldn't have thought we would have 50 episodes. So, um, you know, now I feel more confident we're going to have 100 episodes soon. So who knows where things will go with the things changing in the world. It, it gives us new uh, new perspectives, new things that we, we think we wouldn't have expected before. And it's great that we have this flexibility where we can get relevant voices out to the world. And uh, it's been awesome that all of you have been a part of that with us. For sure. I, I second that. I think it's been a privilege to accompany families homeschooling this year, especially many of the new ones and those who've been at it for a while or those who are, you know, in the mid-range. Do y'all have any ideas, suggestions, requests for episodes in the coming year or whenever? It would be interesting, you know, the 11th or 12th graders to tell about their Colby journeys, you know, and, uh, and what it's like being in Colby now and what they're looking for in college. I'd be curious to hear that. I think it'd be interesting to see, I don't, I don't know if you could find these people, if the, you could find people who switched to Colby this year um, coming from a public school and what that's been like for them. How, you know, were they planning on going back and now they're not going back? You know, what's what's changed, you know, for these those new homeschooling families? Um, what's it been like this year? I'm curious about that, too. Those who thought, well, just this year, we're just going to do this this year. And then to find, oh, let's stick with this and what, what that's been like. I'd love to find folks like that who'd be willing to talk to us. I like that idea. I, I also like, I mean, it's so nice to hear also those conversations of day in the life. Like, what is it just to be, you know, a Colby student today or a Colby parent today or a Colby family trying to to get by? And I, and I think those are really, those are always really fun. And I think those are, those are conversations that are, um, you know, they don't get old because everyone has a different um, perspective and a different background that they're bringing to the conversation and such. So I think that's always really would be fun to hear more of those type of stories as well. But I mean, all of the ones that you do are just fantastic. I love hearing uh, just from all the different people that both work at Colby or are connected to Colby in some way. Um, it was it was interesting hearing some of uh, the Colby casts from um, some of the you know authors of some of the the course plans and such as well. That was really interesting. I thought that was a, a neat, uh, another perspective that was also really great. Yeah, yeah. I think these conversations too with um, students and parents also help to build community. Um, and it, it also makes Colby feel more like a family and that there are other people who are doing, um, doing the classical education together. And sometimes I think the students and the families are, you know, maybe they feel like they're not as, um, I, I don't know, it's fun to see other people and what they're doing for creative purposes, you know, here's here's what I can do with my family, but then also, hey, this is this family is doing the same thing I am. And I think that we've really been trying to do that, Colby, is to build community. I love that, Lauren. Yeah, it's that whole, you know, Colby, the classical education, right? It's the whole person. It's not just the educate. It's not just learning and reading the books, right? It's the whole person and the whole um, community, whether it be spiritual, camaraderie, you know, just coming together. Even having moments like this, this is really great. 
I think that, that fellowship thing is really valuable. I mean, I think that's one of the things that we've seen, especially, I mean, Colby is scattered to the winds this year, um, the, you know, employees as far as staff goes. Um, I mean, it used to be, well, I mean, long ago, everybody was in the same building. And then there was everybody except for one or two. And then as we had, you know, the online uh, school, then it was, you know, part of the people, part of the group is scattered and part is not. Uh, and we're now to a point where it's not even close to the ratio of people who are in the building to people who aren't. I think that's one of the things that we've been seeing is how do we make sure that as the staff has grown from, you know, very low double digits to close to triple digits, how do we keep that same vision and mission as a staff going? You know, so how do we have the fellowship and the and all of those other aspects that are key to what has made us who we are for so long? Um, so I think that looking you know, at some of that is, is I think it's interesting to keep looking at. Yeah, because organizations can kind of lose sight of their uniqueness when they grow too fast and they can overextend and it seems like Colby has been really intentional in in maintaining the Colby difference as it grows. I think we need to have one with Jordan and Everett and I just a, a Colby man show or something like that with pipes. I, I like uh, Jordan's idea but what I'd really like to see I think Megan or Therese could host a, a flip script show uh, interviewing Hope and Bonnie. I think that could be a really fun on one. I would be, I would love to listen to that. I've already written it. Yeah, Bonnie knows she's ready. She's ready for that. <laughs> she was so surprised that day. I don't know. I just, it, I didn't plan it. I just, it just came to me. I was like, well, this is the perfect, you know, segue right here. It's <laughs> a <to> conversation. <laughs> it dealt me. That was fun. I'm too used to asking students questions, I think, all day. I just, I just come from class and I was, I was all into just asking questions. And <laughs> in hindsight, I was like, that was great. In the moment, I was like, what? <laughs> Jordan turned the tables on us, too, one time, I think on our 25th episode, because we logged on just figuring we were going to have like our 12 days of Christmas party. And then he had questions prepared. So that was always that was fun. I'm um, always curious to hear what, what questions Jordan's going to bring to the conversation even as much as we may have not scripted, but outlined, here's where we're going to go. Then, like we've said before, how the conversation can kind of go in a new direction. Um, thanks to Jordan, that and many times it, it improves it so much and it's been, they, they've been all the better for it. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it I, that, that somebody appreciates my uh, just jumping on <laughs> whatever, uh, whatever strikes me at the moment. But that, that was, um, it's been really fun. It's been fun. Uh, having kind of that freedom and, and, uh, the freedom in my role now is sort of just kind of sit back and watch for those things, which makes it easier than when you feel like you kind of have to drive the conversation and, and come up with things. So, I mean, Bonnie does the, the hard work in doing that stuff and it's gives me a level of freedom to sort of think outside the box, but Again, that's what was really fun with uh, that episode with Dr. Prudlow was uh, that one I thought ahead of time a little bit. Research and this idea has been on my mind um, because I, I think people, I think scholar, most of us that that um, that are wanting to write and do research and things like that, um, it's I think it's an important question. How does uh, Colby? How does this kind of education play into that? And it's kind of a long, a long game in a way, you know. And uh, and but it's an exciting one. So um, 
you had mentioned in your episode how you got excited about research while you were at Christendom from a professor who just so happened to be doing research because probably likely Christendom doesn't require its professors to do research the way it is at the at Magdalene and some of these other um, Newman guide schools. And uh, that, you know, that was motivating to me just to uh, try to show maybe a little bit more of my own research, which is kind of my passion to my students, both in high school and at Magdalen. But I'm, even in high school, students get excited about this stuff. That's absolutely right. I and mean, we talked about this because there's no better preparation for actual research than what Colby does and what Magdalen does and what Christendom does. You give students the basis, the foundation to do advanced research, to, to, to not be a person who is specialist in this narrow area, but to be someone who can speak across the tradition and do something and, and can say something of, of, of lasting significance to the to the field. And uh, and that that's what you're creating. That's what you're creating with your students at Magdalene. I mean, that's absolutely that's why I said I would I wouldn't think of going anywhere else than getting a classical school foundation and going to a, a liberal arts college. I mean, that's just fantastic. You, you can do the, all the graduate stuff later. We can do we can do Virginia and Göttingen later. But once you have that foundation, wow, you can do anything with it. For sure. And I, I see it. I, I see it more and more. One of the things that I try to convey to the students and that I I mentioned in passing in, in my book is that I I feel like we can ask we can ask more of young people than we than we realize. Yeah, I had we had our last class at Tulsa today and we read uh, freshmen we were reading Hamlet. And I've read Hamlet 50 times, but these students had new insights that I hadn't even thought about before. And that's the privilege of, of classical education, liberal education, is constantly revisiting these fantastic works and finding something new every time. And that's what's going to happen. It's not analyzing it through class or analyzing it through gender. You're, you're going to find it in the truth in the, in the text itself. And, and that's, that's the great joy. Uh, of being in a liberal arts college, being in a classical school, and being able to confront these texts regularly with fresh young minds. It's amazing. Therese tells me about her Plato class in the Republic, and it's just the stuff that they can come up with. It's it's amazing. I, you cannot imagine how important this is for our students' souls and for and for our, the health of our Republic. So true. That That is so true. Uh, you know, and it's like this new... What I guess as teachers, one of the most exciting things is to to bring these sources, to bring these things to like fresh, you know, new wine or it's I, guess, I don't know if that's a good analogy. I was going to say new wine for for new wineskins, but it's it's old wine in a way. You know, we're bringing them. Um, John, John mentioned in the chat, John, you, you want to talk about that gold grinder theory? Because that was that was really awesome when you mentioned that this week. So when you when you mine for gold, you're digging into rock and trying to find traces of gold. Well, when you're you're initially honing your craft, you're chipping away all the unwanted pieces so you can get down to that gold nugget. But once you start chipping past that gold nugget, the value of the nugget itself starts to lose lose worth, lose intrinsic value. So there's there's a point where there's a point where you've honed your skills so much that yeah, you need to polish every now and then, but if you go any further, you're just going to start losing your your skills, you're losing your value. So they reach equilibrium, and you just let them go. 
so the funny thing is you said that and i'm like wait a minute that's not how gold mining works well see if it, i'm if not scanning for gold but well, no but if you have ore, they have a giant stamp mill which crushes it all down and then you have a process which actually removes it so that the because the gold is heavier than the rock and so you can separate it out so that you can then take the gold and you can actually find it and just melt it down sorry i grew up in a lot in a mining town do you have a gif of this so we could understand it better <laughs> see i think our next game show after that. like house hunters is the what trivia can we throw at everett that he doesn't have a very specific answer for i think we need that game show too i, I mean i, I that, that's my that's my funny it's uh just growing up in a mining sh town that's uh that's you know. interesting no, no you're right actually you're panning for gold though definitely you would be you'd be looking for nuggets I think another one of my favorite memories in hindsight now is of this year of recording is, is the episode we did early on with Everett. I think I remember what, 11 or so he was telling us about Colby mission and philosophy and Ignatian education and classical education. And, and uh, <laughs> we were going along and we have this, I think we had an outline for that one loosely, I think. And pretty soon similar to Therese, Everett was asking us questions and as I had my array of things open, keeping track of where we were in the episode, I was like, oh no, all my attention's going right here because he's gonna call on me again and ask me any question that I want to be like, I can't miss it, I wanna be ready for it. So we were having a good laugh about that, Hope and I were, that was I, a fun I, I forgot too. that I'd asked you a bunch of questions. I'd forgotten all about that. So we got to talk about music. <laughs> um, yep, right, as, as another example, what what is the Socratic method? Listen to this episode, you'll see it very clearly. <laughs> he's gonna take us right through it. <laughs> It has absolutely Thank been a pleasure you. having you working with us. So here's to, to 50 more. We really appreciate you trusting us with this. And thank you so much for all of the support you've given to us and, and letting us get your wagon to the Colby cast. It's really been such a privilege and a highlight of our year. Thank you. Well, here we are. Think. 50 episodes later. Who would have thought a year ago? Who would have thought? I, was I didn't see dog. this when I was texting you. I didn't imagine I think one of my favorite closing lines was when you said yourself on a big conversation with, with Alexander Lemke when you said, anything else on the record, counselor? Oh, I'll <laughs> you now. Anything else on the record, counselor? I love you a whole lot. I love you a whole lot. Mary, our mother, pray for us. St. Maximilian Colby, pray for us. Ad maiorem Dei Gloriam. On this episode of the cult, let me start that again. Okay, now it's going. That's the new blooper <laughs> reel. That'll be part of the new blooper reel. Mark it down. Yes. I'm scared. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> This is when you get the little spinny circle on the Netflix thing. We're sisters in real life. Sometimes we forget to mention that. And people are like, how do you look so much alike? So. Or, or, <laughs> why, or why do you guys argue like that? That's really why weird. You that you're, you know, why would you behave like <laughs> yeah. that for someone? Oh, you're sisters. I get it now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Pretty much. My turn. I'm ruining the timing of this thing. Now I'm just on a soapbox. Sorry, are you feeling like deja vu? Like, what happened? Why did we start over? <laughs> it's in the outline.
Therese just turned the tables on me. She was asking me about. I, <laughs> I love that. I, that was great. I yeah. put Bonnie on the spot and made I I uh, made her answer a question. <laughs> is my I'm those the uh, I realize I have a clock here. Can you hear the clock in the background or, is it, or no? No digging clock. Fantastic. And I stay on mute most of the time because my co-host back here likes to have his opinion shared. My goats got out. Yeah, but we don't we don't use four letter words on on this uh, oh, podcast. Sorry. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> sometimes sometimes I tell Bonnie I have a large vocabulary, both sacred and profane. What? <laughs> I'll definitely get that out. Be the talk of the town. So. One of our train wrecks. <laughs> Isn't that nice? <laughs> oh, this this is a classic example of wheel spinning. <laughs> We're careening off the road now. Here we go. <laughs> Anyhow. Go ahead, Bonnie. <laughs> go ahead. No, you go ahead. Start, I took over the conversation and I edged Hope out. So if there's anything else Hope you wanted to bring up. <laughs> I know how to edge myself back in. I'm good. <laughs> I think um, it's a beautiful transition, though. I think you're 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 go with this. Right track. Okay. Stick with it. Okay. What do y'all think? Did we cover that? How do I want to phrase this? <laughs> and I was just like. Whoa, this is blowing my mind. All right. Okay, big breath, everyone. Here we go. Buffering. Oh, I'm out. <laughs> I use the word fantastic too much. Well, it sounds like a good time, but I can also see how that would be like, ooh, just overload. <laughs> She's already doing it. Yeah, and I've been hearing about how you uh, you've been throwing shade on philosophy and things like that. I I do do that, but it's 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 all hype. <laughs> no, I know that's fun. If I if I would have had a, a philosophy professor like you, I I might have gotten into it. But you know, I, I'm my degree is history and literature, so I don't know. <laughs> I feel underdog, so I got to rant somewhere. Good, good. That's way off the topic again as well, but. That was all Bonnie. I'm running out of words. <laughs> it's Monday. As long as you're not running out of food. That was a lot of fun. <laughs>